You know that feeling where something is just gnawing at your guts? That feeling that won't take spiritual niceties for an answer? The kind of feeling that won't settle for pseudo-peace or half-arsed happiness? Well, that discomfort, my friend, is an inner gift you've been nurturing and it's grown too big for your belly. So in this episode, I want to share how MPA helped me to listen to that gnawing, to let go of a lifetime of invalidation and find a genuine connection to an endless inner light. And I also want to offer you two powerful exercises to help you stop feeling invalidated and connect more with your core. Sound good? Stay with me. Hit it, Kim. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 82 of the Be A Brilliant Human Podcast with me, Joel Young. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, welcome if you're back for more. I love that you give me the privilege of being in your ears for about half an hour every week. How fantastic of you. I appreciate it. And thank you. I do get feedback from you. It's great. If, uh, if you haven't already sent me a message, let me know. Why do you keep coming back? It must be something good. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. You can reach out on social media. Generally, I am or can be found at at Joel Young MPA on places like Instagram and Twitter and those wonderful things. Uh, also, if you come in via Facebook, then go check out MPA Rocks. That's November Papa Alpha, November Papa Alpha Rocks. Um, and also, if you're a YouTuber, you'll know you already find me at youtube.com slash Joel Young. You can leave me a comment there on the video that's there for each week's podcast. Well, 82. Oh, by the way, if you're brand new, hello. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> I hope you stick around. I wonder what brought you here. Maybe it's today's topic all about feeling invalidated. It's a big deal. There's so much of it that happens in the world and uh, the fairly trendy topic of narcissism, it's its rife within the narcissistic playbook. Um, but we're going to talk about it in general. Today, I'm going to be sharing kind of a story from my dim and distant past um, and how it came to be that I spotted it, noticed it and was able to overcome it. Um, I'm not just telling you this story to, you know, just to sort of get sympathy or to... <laughs> Well, just I want everyone to know about me. It's not about that. No, I'm sharing it because I hope you can resonate with it. It's a few examples in there um, and recognize it in yourself because it is something that's really massive. Uh, and it all leads up to a little bit of stuff on what I would like to call word magic. We're going to talk about the power of words and discovering our own meanings because all of that gets you ready for the two exercises I'm going to share with you today um, once we've been through all the explanational stuff. All right. So um, if you haven't met me already or listened to the podcast before, uh, then I've already mentioned NPA. It stands for Non-Personal Awareness. 
Really, MPA, mostly people meet it as the MPA process, which is a simple way to stop taking things personally. If you go deeper within non-personal awareness, you'll encounter the, the non-personal philosophies. And really, it's a way of life. It's a practice that if you do engage in it, not only does it, you know, your world become a, a lot less, um, well, if you're a sensitive person, you become a lot less sensitized to all those wonderful opinions that people have and criticism and stuff like that. But also, it's almost like you you go from having like an old sticky frying pan in life where everything sticks to you and is horrible <laughs> to being like a nice, sexy Teflon frying pan that, uh, you know, things just slide off easily and yet everything gets wonderfully and perfectly cooked. <laughs> so there we go. This is today's episode. Oh, by the way, you can find the show notes, of course, at www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 82. And all the previous episodes will be there at slash their number, if you, if you know the number of them. Um, but if you just go to the basic beabrillianthuman.com website, you can find all the previous episodes and of course if you're listening on some podcast platform like apple or google or spotify or breaker or one of those or overcast then then you know you can hit the subscribe button right there you can um and of course episodes once you've subscribed they'll let you know that i've put out another episode all right so i think that's it i think we'll dive into this week's episode So I started off this episode talking about that gnawing feeling in your guts. If you've been experiencing any kind of invalidation, then chances are your guts are screaming at you. I've learned this on so many levels. So I'm going to talk you through a a story of a time quite a few years ago now, and there'd been a breakup of a relationship, and it it got to the point where there was a lot of stuff happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to the point where I had to go to the police and um, and file for a harassment case. So, but the point of this particular part of the story is that it was it was almost a month since you know the the, the police had intervened in the harassment case um, had sort of seemed to have been done, and I was pretty sure that the whole episode was over, and it all seemed quiet on the X front. Um, and yet still I was kind of aware that there were these defamatory posts because one of the things she was doing was putting posts out in the public domain you know and I'd remained silent I'd sort of held this this sort of higher ground at the time Um, you know and every time someone in the know would ask me you know if I felt clear and I was glad it was over I'd hear myself tell them yes but the word sort of in my ears was kind of hollow and then around that time um, I was working with a group of people. We had a clinic in Harley Street, the Inner Clinic in London. Um, and we would have regular sort of Skype chat. And this is before Zoom. <laughs> and we'd meet for supervision and mutual support. Um, and so I, I took it to them to explore, you know, you know, what the heck was still there with me? You know, I was saying, yes, it was okay, but really it wasn't. So at first it was kind of suggested by them that I look at it through the eyes of radical self-responsibility. In other words, they were asking, how would I hurt her in an equivalent way? Now, this is something that you'll come across a lot if you get into personal development and spirituality. It's like everything's a mirror. You know, it's it's all, you know, about how how anything that happens to you is a pure reflection of something in inside if someone's an absolute ass to you you've got to find the inner ass (laughs) well i really looked but i couldn't find it 
you know, I could acknowledge if I stretch it that maybe indirectly there were sort of rubbish things I'd done in my past with different people, or perhaps even to her in a previous life. Um, but to be honest, it really didn't resonate. And I was getting sort of a big inner red flag. You know, of course, I checked myself to make sure that I wasn't just resisting and, you know, it wasn't resistance. Um, but something much deeper and truer was simply saying no. And here's the thing, when wise people you respect with the kindest of intentions say rational things that, you know, generally have a truth to them, it can be a real challenge to disagree. But I knew that all that spiritual self-help and therapeutic concepts, you know, all those concepts have a context where they're relevant and times when they're not. So I, I managed to hold a strong boundary. Interestingly, something they did say hit a chord. What they said was, you might want to look at the victim energy, Joel. Well, ouch. <laughs> That's always going to be a tough one to hear, right? You know, the last thing that victim energy wants is to be, well, called out. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, as I often say, you know, healing and awakening, you know, starts when you acknowledge some of the uglier truths about yourself. You know, and this time that red flag was really a resistant ouch. You know, when I got really truly honest with myself, you know, there, there was some truth in it. So then, you know, it was kind of uh, putting some energetic power into, I suppose. And I had to really look it in the eye. Well, the next day, uh, I had a prearranged catch up with a great Finnish friend of mine. Um, also, she's a certified MPA teacher called Maria, Maria Covisto. You can find her on the website under Sessions with Other People. Uh, that's joelyoungmpa.com. Uh, now, she's a great facilitator and has always had a knack of putting me, you know, putting me in the spotlight and pinning me on my stuff. Uh, and she noticed that my energy and physiology immediately, she sort of, it was kind of crumpled over the table, <laughs> pretty low. I was sort of sitting in there, oh, victim energy. And she said, what's going on, Joel? Uh, you know, and she sort of, and she had this, she's got this kind of lyrical Scandinavian accent. You know, it's a tone that sort of, it kind of meant to me when the way she said it, that it was to use the MPA vernacular, spew, Mr. Young. And just in case you don't know, by the way, a spew in MPA terms is an invitation to just let your mouth run on a subject. And, you know, the MPA facilitator is going to listen for the keywords or phrases that have what we call animation about them and can be used in the MPA process. So it's part of set the setup for the MPA process. So I spewed, um, you know, at, at first I went through the, the yada yada of the updates on the case, you know, and, and how I, and I found myself describing all of a sudden, which is what can happen in a spew, an old memory. So I started saying to her, like, I'm about six years old. I'm in the car with my mum, my aunt, my sisters and cousins. It's midsummer and we're setting off for a camping trip. I'm the youngest and my cousin Mickey is the oldest. And he's being horrible to me, you know, as usual, teasing me, but with a real nasty edge. So the memory came that I appealed to my mum and my sisters um, but no one sticks up for me. They, they, they treat me like I'm being oversensitive. And then I burst into tears. Of course, Mickey delights in this opportunity to mock me further. You know, he mimics my wails and groans, sing, Joel, sing. You know, and to my absolute shock, it seemed like everyone else laughed along with Mickey. 
I was distraught. I was desperate. And you know, I pleaded through my tears to my mother. He's being horrible. Make him stop. And mum says, oh, come on. He's not that bad. Well, my experience is completely invalidated in that memory. It's negated. So I simply shut down. So as I continue to spew with Maria, you know, I realized how this experience has completely killed my ability to acknowledge genuine mistreatment of me. It also became obvious that this experience was reflected in much of the abuse I'd experienced through my life, including the latest online abuse from my ex. Um, and that energy was there, still alive in me. You know, this time it's showing up as what Maria cooked at, put, pulled out from what I said is, she's not that bad or that's the, the flavor of it with uh, with that ex at that time so with my ex in mind maria led me through the mpa process using that phrase well a lot of emotion came up there was a lot of physical shaking and a lot of energy release happened as well and as the waves died down that inner validation and acknowledgement found its voice and sort of it popped out of me automatically she is that effing bad <laughs> it's like i was finally uh, the invalidation was taken off and i could acknowledge my actual feeling so of course mara encouraged me to mpa that phrase as well um, you know, and I felt it linked back not only to my recent ex, but beyond back to many other situations that I'd, you know, made not that bad. You know, the domestic abuser, the sexual abuser, and of course, my teasing cousin. And it was as if in that moment, I could finally acknowledge my experience. You know, I was willing to experience it. If you've downloaded the MPA sheet, you know, the last line of the MPA process is, and I am willing to experience it. And if you haven't, by the way, you can do that. Just go to joelyoungmpa.com. You will find a link there. You can get the MPA process sheet for free. Um, also, if you go to the show notes for today, which of course is www.beabrokenhuman.com slash 82, there'll also be a link there. So you can go and get hold of the process sheet right away. Well, listen to the rest of the episode, then go do it. <laughs> but I was willing to experience it and something deep inside me kind of cracked open. You know, with my direct experience being honored, validated and expressed, it was somehow healed. And any victim energy that had been hanging out in that space just kind of resolved itself. It just sort of left. And what I experienced next was was really profound. You know, I tried to describe it to Mari as best I could. I said, it's like it's an energy. It's a feeling. It's a distinct presence. It's like one of those quantum power generators that... One switched on provides power for eternity simply by tapping into the quantum field. It feels like an eternally running engine inside my belly. And I was having such a visceral experience of something that I'd heard about so many times, but never truly connected to personally. My cup runneth over. You know, I so often heard this talked about in terms of love. You know, love yourself first, fill up your cup with love, etc., etc., um, but this time it was really, really visceral. So speaking of those phrases that can sound like empty words and suddenly you connect, let's talk a little bit about word magic. So I like to call it word magic and it may seem a little bit like a digression, but it's actually really a really important point I want to make here. And it's kind of a heads up for the exercise or both exercises really, that I've got coming up for you very soon. 
So one of the things that I love most about MPA is that it's great for going beyond generalized words and terms. You know, you know the sort of the sort of things which sound good <laughs> but don't truly connect. Because words are magical and each word that we use activates neural pathways in your brain, firing off signals, sparking chemical reactions and influence feelings, thought streams, even physiology. You know, and a common and misleading simplification is the idea that each word has a distinct meaning and we all share it. Well, superficially, you know, this may be true, but underneath the surface, we all have a sort of unique responses to each word that we hear. So each word activates our huge database of experience of the word. You know, and which sections of that data surface is influenced by the context and the emotional tone? And the possible variations in any given moment are simply mind-boggling. You know, a dog is a dog. But the dog you picture and the experience you have when reading that word or speaking that word or, you know, or just hearing it is almost certainly different or very different to mine. It's going to be influenced by where you are or have recently been, your current emotional state, you know, any direct impactful experiences that you've had with a dog and so much more. So really, language was born as an expression of the energy. And generalized agreed that sort of generalized agreed labels which point to an experience or a thing and enables us to conveniently relate and communicate. The thing is, then we started believing that the words were the thing. So now most of the time we impose language on our experience. And that's where the connection gets lost in translation. So back to the story, my cup runneth over is an example of this for me. You know, the words point to an experience. Those words worked for someone. Maybe they worked for lots of people, but not for me. You know, the words don't, you know, don't elicit the experience. There's no magic in them. But what if we allowed our words, you know, once more to arise as an expression of the energy? Well, there's an MPAT technique that I call an energy read, which does exactly that. And Mara spotted that this was the time. This is what was going on. My cup runneth over wasn't quite connecting. You know, the language, the fully connected label, she used the energy read to get it. The name which popped out for me for this visceral experience was self-sustaining aggression. Those words matched what I was feeling. Now, it might seem like an odd or maybe even unspiritual word, but to me, it was perfect. For me, at the time, it, it you know, embodied a power source which could run all my boundary keeping, my willingness to be an inconvenience, my courage to face the uglier truths, and to take care of myself, stand up in ways I hadn't before, independent of any external source. The words really pointed to an endless inner light, and, you know, just to reassure any spiritual sensitives, if, you, <laughs> if you've got some spiritual sensitivities, especially around the word aggression, aggression in this context for me is like the aggression that, that a bloom requires to crack open the bud. You know, it's the aggression that water expresses to carve through rock. The aggression a wolf unabashedly expresses to feed and protect her cubs. It's a force of nature. And from that point, it's been really alive in me and it's made all the difference. In fact, you know, 
I've even done a course called Boundary Boot Camp, <laughs> which I highly recommend uh, on strong boundaries because that really, for me, was the start of a of a whole opening into a world where it became possible for me to really acknowledge that I'd had very poor boundaries and gave me that strength to begin holding them, which would ultimately completely change my life. And I'll I'll leave a link to Boundary Boot Camp in the show notes for today. So what do you do with this if you're feeling invalidated? Well, I've got two exercises for you and I'm going to I'm going to share them with you. So let's get into those now. So just to reiterate, you know, I didn't tell this story and bear my soul <laughs> just to entertain you or to look for any kind of sympathy or to be cheered on or applauded for, you know, how I came through it. I'm sharing, I, I shared it with you because I wanted to let you know you're not alone on this path, you know, and, you know, hopefully by my experience, I can help guide you on your journey because invalidation sucks. Um, and with that in mind, you know, I've got these exercises that I'm going to encourage you to do because if you want to actually find your endless inner light, you know, and, and not just, you know, massage the gray matter by listening to this, then you're going to have to roll your sleeves up and crack on with these exercises. Now, in a sense, these exercises are about, you know, connecting more to your core, which is the the, the basis of which you can, you know, undergo the, I guess, armament against the feeling of invalidation. You get to start to listen to yourself and come into as the strength of knowing your own mind and your own sense. So the first exercise is about healing the invalidation and denial. And it's sort of about resolving any related victim energies. So this first exercise is going to help you unblock any shutdown that's occurred from the previous invalidation. So there's some questions that I want you to ask yourself. First up, are you muting how you really feel? This is a classic symptom. If you're muting how you feel, then chances are you've experienced some kind of invalidation in the past. In a sense, the muting is it's kind of a trauma response. Um, you know, invalidation, In it's arguable to say that invalidation, by your partner, by your parents, whatever, is a form of, of emotional abuse. So muting how you really feel is a trauma response. Also want you to ask yourself, are you denying the severity of a painful experience, either current or in the past? So that's more of an active or an active of self-invalidation. And again, a consequence often of being sort of chronically invalidated in the past. Um, and, and again, it's it's the difference between sort of those rose tint glasses, glasses or positive thinking versus being willing to truly experience the pain because it's through the experience of it that it can actually pass out of your system. There's a lot of research on how the, that, that stuff, that toxic stuff staying in the system can affect your psychology, your emotionality, your physiology as well. Next up is the, to ask yourself, were you ever told that things weren't that bad or are not as bad as you make out or you were told to make lemonade from lemons or in some form and it didn't feel good. So the thing there is like, you know, there are times someone says, oh, it's not that bad. And you go, yeah, you know, I'm just basically being a drama queen. <laughs> and there's, a, there's a, a simple neutral truth to that. But that's very different to where you're being told it's not that bad, but actually it does genuinely feel like a something. 
that's when invalidation. So that sense of being told those things or encouraged to, to be that way when things didn't feel good are the times where, you know, where the invalidation is at play and the chances are there's some kind of residue that's there that we're going to deal with. Because again, all of those sentiments have their place, you know, um, but if they don't ring true for you, you know, it's time to get real and to really acknowledge your own experience. So here's what you do. Exercise one, once you've done those questions and identified, um, identified that that's a situation, you're going to do some straight MPA with it. So let me just walk you through that. Again, you can go and download the sheet from either the show notes for today, anywhere on Be A Brilliant Human or joelyoungmpa.com, all those places, even the mpaacademy.com, which is where I host my courses. If you visit there, you'll find a link for it. <laughs> download it. You'll need it for this exercise. Um, the first thing is to let yourself spew about a specific time where you experienced this. So hopefully from those questions, some memories or sometimes it might be active currently, but it's about getting a specific time where you experienced that in kind of invalidation. And then you just want to spew about it. So I've kind of talked a bit about spew today, um, but it's just about that sort of unselfconscious expression. Now you can do it on paper, like you're journaling, you can do it, you can turn the app on, your voice app, voice recording app on your phone if you've got one, um, and just record it into that. Uh, but the point here is just to start writing about it. Write whatever aspect you, of the experience that you naturally want to talk about. Then once you've you've got it out, if you've recorded it, listen back. If you've written it down, read it back. And as you do, you're going to be listening for what we call in MPA the animated keyword or cookie cutters. We actually call them in MPA. So to keep that really simple, again, it, there's there's a bit more instruction on the sheet if you download it. Um, but also, again, when you download the sheet, I recommend as an offer that I make you for a limited time to get basic training that's really going to support you if you've never encountered MPA before. I know lots of people listen to the show have done MPA, so you're on it. But if, if you're new to it, it's really well worthwhile um, getting your hands on that basic training, which is the core training that helps you just to, to understand how to do it, how to not fuck it up the way that people do, uh, you know, regularly. There's lots of really good information in there. So you're listening for really what pops out. So you read it back, there'll be there'll be words or phrases that particularly resonate with you, and that's what you're going to use. And then you put that, the, the MPA process is like six simple lines, five of which have a blank space. And whatever you pull out from that spew, you're going to put in the space and then read through the process. So you just MPA the cookie cutters and just allow yourself to be taken where it takes you. Now, it may be for you that, that this exercise simply provides, you know, a powerful clearing for you. And that would be fantastic. Um, but it could be that there's more, which brings us on to exercise two, which is about finding your natural expression. So it's very possible that what comes out of exercise one um, is a connection to some powerful core energy, you know, a fully connected label or a name for the experience you know, it might just be there, in which case, let it be that simple. <laughs> However, the exercise two is is just in case you, the, the words that you're finding, they're not quite matching. Maybe they're a platitude that you kind of think sounds good, but you're not quite finding it. So 
also it's there if there's a, an experience that you have which is similar to my to my experience where there weren't exactly words for it but words can be really powerful so it seems like there's no word for the experience or uh, again as the standard words might describe but don't quite resonate with you then this exercise is going to nail it for you so the key here is to let go of the standard words if you have them you know and and let yourself fall into the direct experience that means just letting yourself feel it without trying to find words so once you really have that feeling allow the words to arise naturally that the words that connect you to the direct experience so there's a subtle distinction here there's a difference between going searching with your mind for the words and feeling the feeling and then sort of letting the words come and find you see when you have them the bridge between your inner and outer expression is going to be established and that's a really powerful thing so you know this exercise um, is going to help you do that whole process so the first one step one of this exercise is to get viscerally in touch with the experience of the core energy the feeling the energy, the physical sensation, all those parts of it. Once you've got that, um, if some words had come which didn't quite do it for you, let go of them completely and allow yourself to fall into that direct experience. It's kind of a letting go part if you've had some words previously. In any case, step three is slip into a space of wonder. You can literally say out loud, if there were words to describe this experience, I wonder what they might be. So again, I, I pause there because it's like that word wonder is so powerful. The power of going into a state of wonder. So literally I'm wondering if, it had, if there were words associated with this, I wonder what they might be. Um, and again, I'm going to I'm going to under, underline this. It's not something to go searching with your mind for or with any kind of expectation. You just need to ask the question and let the answer bubble up naturally. Literally, let the words find you. Um, for example, a, a client recently, um, what arose for her was to describe her direct experience as in a waterfall of sparkling energy. That's beautiful and poetic and flowery. Yours doesn't have to be beautiful and poetic and flowery. Mine was like about aggression, right? <laughs> but it was right in her core and truly connected with, um, you know, connected with her and it released her from, you know, lifelong painful survival mechanism. Okay, so next step, step four, is when your words arrive, again, get viscerally in touch with the experience. Feel the words and how they connect you strongly to the feeling. So give yourself some time, you know, just, just be with the experience and notice what happens. So you might experience some release, some realizations, maybe feelings, um, or an opening. It could be big and bold, or it might be subtle and simple. It doesn't matter. Just trust your own experience and the process. Um, and then step five is you can come back to these words repeatedly to access the experience. That's the gift of doing this exercise. When you find the words that are truly connected to those deep, powerful states, then it, it's that bridge again. It allows you to anchor back into those states and give you a more solid, concrete access to them. And step number six of this part is, again, you can take whatever the words there are that have come up and try running it through the MPA process. Treat it like a cookie cutter or a keyword. Put it in that blank space and take you the process. That can be very, 
very powerful. All right, so I will put these exercises in the show notes. I'd love you to let me know what you experience from doing them. Um, I do hope that this um, that this episode really inspires you to heal the invalidation in your life and start honoring that direct experience within you. Um, and also, I hope if you haven't already given MPA a go, it gives you a chance to see how that can help you. You know, at its very core, MPA is about finding words and expressions that are truly connected to your experience. When you really get this, it, it can change everything. Um, and it's because of that connectedness that such, you know, it's, it's six simple lines. I always say that, but they have such a profound impact. Um, because if you, and part of the training is to help you get really practiced at finding those truly connected words. Um, but when you use it in that way, it's really powerful. So something really simple and seemingly like it's only six lines can, can have incredible, incredibly impactful uh, or can be incredibly impactful. Get me words, right? Um, <laughs> speaking of words, um, you know, and you know, exercises are great, but you know, if you really want to bring anything into your life and embody it, it does take practice over time. And that's very true of MPA and non-personal awareness as well. Hence, I do encourage you to do the training, you know, but practice over time that leads to mastery and mastery leads to effortless magical expression, which is a wonderful thing. So the MPA process and the MPA advanced techniques and all the non-personal philosophies, you know, really bring that tremendous fluidity into your life and train you to live that sort of authentically connected way, you know, which for me means living in connection with what truly matters to you. All right, all right. I think we're there. I think we're there for the day, folks. Uh, do let me know uh, if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, did you some insight? And go and seek out the places where you felt invalidated, especially if that's kind of sort of a, a big part of your life. And do whatever it takes. Do some MPA, do those exercises, and make a difference in your life today. Go ahead, be a brilliant human. Love your loads. And I'll see you next time. All that remains is to cue the moon. Mm -hmm.